Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ads Lyson. I've got a really cool guest for you today from the Gold Coast of Australia. But before we get into that, if you want 15% off your Northcore gear, go to Northcore on the internet and use the code, capital letters, the Grumpy 15. My guest today is a really cool guy. He owns a academy on the Gold Coast of Australia called Holistic Pro Health. Holistic Pro Health provides mobility training, strength and conditioning, mindset training and mindfulness, which also helps with your surfing and jiu-jitsu. So please enjoy my conversation with Rodrigo Perez. Yeah, the business, um, probably that was 2006, probably had the idea and I was doing a lot of courses on the time and coming as a, make the holistic sports performance now because on the time everyone's just talking about high performance and performance here and fire performance hit performance and then for the studies what i done the time and then just realize it's just there's no only one thing it's no only um jumping boxes that make you a high performance and it's a combination with a lot of stuff around to make you stronger better and smarter for what you're doing you know what we could combine with different modalities to improve in um, like your performance by your daily basic now and then we talk about injuries the stress and because i see a lot of athletes has sometimes they very healthy as a body but not the health as a mind and they can lose they losing just because they mindset you know and that that's can change everything you know and sometimes Sidana hits as a surfing. If they dehydrated, they can lose because the body don't switch on what they have to. They must what they want, or they get lost. They get lost in the mind because the body probably don't be sleeping much or be dehydrated, don't be eat well, or things like that. You know? And if we think about, let's talk like Kelly's later, you know. Kelly Slater is nearly 50 now, so it's be like 49 the next month. And he's kind of guy, he's 49, he's still competing with the young ones. And for all his life, he's pretty smart what type of training he were doing or what he was eating. Should have drugs and all, or should have alcohol. And, you know, it's a surfing industry on daytime. He was pretty hardcore, you know, a lot of like big parties. So, as, as I read a lot of books, even for Kelly, and the time I think I was studying Paul Czech method as well. So the Czech Institute, and then just realized, yes, yeah, this is a big combination. Paul Czech, he's talked a lot about the holistic approach. And I decided calling the business as holistic pro health performance, you know, so how much as a high performance, but not even to be healthy for life. No, and I've been developing for the many years. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, uh, background. So, you know, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Brazil, São Paulo, big city. It's in London, no, London. And yeah. I 
done a lot of martial arts when I was young, you know, so then judo, um, I started to do jiu-jitsu when I was 18, um, and then probably like 10 years of uh, Brazilian capoeira. And the funny thing, when I was young, I always I loved to read books, yoga books, uh, meditation books. That's, I was probably 14, 15, even before reading like samurai books, ninja books, but not like uh, fancy stories, but how they acting, how they are focused, they, they routine every day you know, to keeping that kind person they are you know and yoga i remember was and after that i done university so i doing i done sports science and exercise science so and and the time is i was doing brazilian jiu-jitsu doing a lot of yoga and surfing same time and plus learning gymnastics and at university we ended up we have to play soccer play basketball as part of sports and part of the university and I had always I had a good eyes in biomechanic, you know. I really love the part and physiology and biomechanic and see all the movements on different sports and what could connect and what can improve there. You know. So when I was probably twenty two, so twenty one, twenty two, finished university and moved to Australia. So when I moved to Australia just still try to learn English, but still doing the studies behind was the holistic part, you know. I live in London for a year. Oh, did you? How'd you find that? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah? Different lifestyle, you know. So, depend, depend. I can imagine the cultures bouncing from Brazil, you know, coming to England uh, and then going to Australia. I mean, I've never been to Brazil personally, but... You know, I've been to Australia, I've been to America, I've been to sort of like, you know, the, the big Western, westernized societies. And even yep. though they're, they're like that, even though we call them Western societies, every single one is different. It's almost like it is, it is a different culture. You know, even though we do it speak is. English, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like in, in England, in London, when I lived there, uh, it was funny because I, I met all different kind of Brazilians. And that I never met before for like some place in Brazil, I never thought I had this place over there. Uh, as a size, even the Portuguese was just a lot of big accents around. And I see how was the different that kind of Brazilians were, they moved to London to leave their work and like even traveling around was totally different. Yeah, but but I think London for me for was a big big lesson in life, you know, and just because always dreaming to live in on the beach. So left Brazil living in Australia for three years and a half. And I left because as a younger, you get all the indecisions in the brain, you know, what I'm doing, where I should go back to Europe or back to Brazil, live in Europe. Let's see what's gonna happen. No? So I left Australia lived in Bali for like four months. Oh, nice. That's Bali. Yeah. And straight away to London. And that was a massive change. You know, it's like walking with no shoes and barefoot in Bali. And that's in 2004. 
and arrive in London, have cheese issues all the time. <laughs> that was interesting because I ended up the swim coach there, so a coaching kids to up to some guys was doing triathlon. So it was good view for which kind of people they are and how London people it is with the weather, with how how is the lifestyle, you know? And I'm working maybe one, two days a week in a bar. So it was it's pretty fun. So I had my lesson, but I think it was a couple of couple of months in London say now. I need to come back to Australia. That's the place where I really want to live. But I need to stop in Brazil first and come back. Did you uh, were you always into surfing? So when you're in Sao Paulo, did did you start surfing there and then you just continued that on, or was that just something that came later on? You know, you saying you started martial arts, yeah, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu when you're like 18. Was it something like that, or was it something that's always been part of your life? Um, yeah, it's all part of life. You know, definitely I started with martial arts. You no. Know? So when I get university, it's just try to learn more surfing. So spend maybe a couple of them years or so in bodyboarding first and after straight away to surfboard. And because living in the city just in the weekends though, so every weekend we just drive down to have a surf on the beach because some Paulo to the first beach like 45 minutes. So sometimes mid the week, if you don't have much in university, not much work, which is going down for a quick one for a couple of hours, surf for three, four hours and drive back home. So we are able to do that. And But as a young, always had the dream to live in a place like Australia because we had all the surf magazines and always open, checking, see the beautiful photos, always had the dream. And Australia always had some ads on the magazines for English schools. And I say, okay, one day I'm going to be there. And that happened. That's good to have a dream and actually, you know, push and, and accomplish to do what you want to do. Because, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they have these ideas about what they want to do when they're younger and they don't necessarily, you know, go ahead with it. We'll call it the rat race you know they want to think outside of it but then they just join it and i, I mean I, I couldn't even imagine what the percentage of people actually have those ideas and then you know decide they're not going to do it because the easier option is just to you know go and sit in an office in their local town where they grew up i mean i know loads of people that i went to school with that still live in the same town where we grew up and haven't actually haven't actually left now that's their personal choice, but I was like that. I want to go and see the world. You know, I travelled around the world. I, I surfed. That was that's why surfing so unique. I think is because it is in its, you know, in its basic form. It's all about travelling and new experiences and finding finding waves, you know, in different places and meeting new people. And that's what's kind of cool with it. I think. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just. It's just released now. It's just like it's a beautiful culture um, to meet different people, even to be in the water and different parts of the world. And how is the culture, the place where you're going and the way you surf, you know, like last year, and oh no, last year and a year before, I was in Europe for a month. I never surfed 
Hasegor, I had my first time surfing Hasegor, uh, Portugal as well, and how much it was just totally different. It is okay, cold water, but how the environment, how the people doing, uh, it was pretty cool. And it it's really good energy, it's good vibe, you know. And I think like today, even Jiu Jitsu today, it's it, similar as a Jiu Jitsu, uh, as a surfing, because you get your gear, put your gear in your on your bag depends where you're going always gonna have a a garage training you know? so always you're gonna meet someone doing jiu-jitsu as well or it can be white blue or they want to learn anymore and then you're doing a couple of roles you know? that's what i was going to say to you i mean i'm using surfing as you know as kind of like the stereotype but uh, and it's one of the things i kind of wanted to ask you about as well because obviously you're a practitioner in jiu-jitsu the same as me but you also love surfing as well and and, um, you know, I got into jujitsu through wanting to find something completely different when the swell was rubbish. And let's be honest, in the UK, it's pretty shit all the time. You know, let, let, let's call it, let's 10% of the time it's pretty decent, but the rest of it, it's onshore, you know. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. But um, but that's why I found jujitsu was that, you know, it's not like other martial arts where there are set, like, let's use karate for an example, where there are set katas. Um, and the, there's so much variety. There is a, there's no real set way of doing something. And that's where I kind of find the comparison between the two, between surfing and, and jujitsu so unique for me anyways, because there is no set way of doing something and it's your own personality that makes those things unique to you, I think. You know, what? what's your th thoughts on that? Because I know the, um, I know a lot of the pros, uh, surfing pros do jujitsu and, you know, I, I know you do it at, at your place um, in Australia. So, you know, what's your view on that? Well, it's just that that's just saying also like, Jiu-Jitsu compared to all the other martial arts, is just, if you think about it, it's how they call it art suave, you know, it's just like everything smooth, relaxed, you can roll and like a chess, you have to think you need to roll and find a way to get out or find a way to choke or find a way to sweep, you need to move, that's keep Jiu-Jitsu very interesting to learn in the brain, don't stop to grow. Now it's the same surfing, you know, always your levels, how you're going, how you change your board, which type waves you are surfing between two foot to up six foot. If you're rubbish waves and it's sugar and surf, you know, if you're frothing, okay, let me just go in and paddling. And jujitsu come in some wine and keep it that good stamina as well. So when you're paddling, when you want to take off some really good or in the middle of the crowd, jujitsu give you that stamina, you can paddle harder. Yeah. So yeah, they they're very similar on that part because they keep it both very unique. Now both of that, like uh, as a beginner, they very hard to learn it, but you need to persist to learn it. And as soon as you get a, a bit, and you need to keep in doing to improve, improve. You know. But yeah, it's as I said to you before. If I have to go Hawaii. I take my boards and I need to take my gear with me. If I'm going to California, I need to get my gear. If I'm going to Europe, I get my gear as well. If I'm going to Japan, I get my gear. You know, even Bali, if you're going, you can take the gear and have some 
uh, BJJ area over there. So it's pretty much all around the world these days, Jiu-Jitsu. And then I think third place and majority of people start because Jiu-Jitsu can be two things, you know, very competitive, okay? But at the same time, it can be very family, community, and role, very socialized part. And then that's a pretty cool thing, you know, and that sometimes we're traveling to get this kind of good roles, you know, and we, we meet new people all around. Yeah, I think that's one of the key things with, with both of them really is having those, having those, um, having that contact with other people, meeting new people. And, you know, I think that's where you grow as a person sometimes as well. Um how did you come up with the concept for the holistic pro health with you, know, you combine a lot of things don't you within your um, within your business you you combine jujitsu i mean i'll tell you what you you talk about it you know how, how do you how how are you how did you come up with the idea to incorporate all those things together to create the format you have now well pretty much it like as I say, many years of studying and watch the biomechanic of the body. Uh, it's it's important to to see how the body movement. And I have a little friend next. To, uh, my little one just come say hello. So, um, for the most time I spend studying and watch the body movement. So we can talk about dancers we can talk about gymnastics we can talk about swimmers we can talk about runners and jiu-jitsu and because jiu-jitsu as a martial arts is a very complex martial arts now the body have to move in different positions and how I, I done a lot of rehabilitation studying and work with so I could see certain movements in jiu-jitsu could help with help people with back pain, um, people tight hips, um, because sometimes what happens if you have it, usually if you have a tight lower back or you have a lower back pain, your hips coming very tight, your hamstrings probably is very tight, or your core don't be working properly, you know, or certain movements in the surfing, they don't be, uh, working very well and because your hip doesn't move as much so jiu-jitsu has set movements that can help not only jiu-jitsu but um, brazilian capoeira or set movement for yoga um, they can be translated for like just for someone who has a spine problem, sometimes they cannot move properly because set joints around them being very locked and we have to unlock it so from when i had this view i start to research research more and then try to put it, all the puzzles together so yeah and then and i was very interested because i was testing some people was testing the athletes and everyone's coming really good results um no much pain uh performance improvement um mobility improvement people was tight to start to have more flexibility so i say well that that's the key you know but as a part of the strength training we never could miss the the strength training part so lift weights you no know? so how it because when it's as you are a strength training coach as well you know a lot of people looking for doing 
um, deadlift squats, bench press, you know, so that's the main one as a power lift and other ones will come in the Olympic lifts. But sometimes a lot of people cannot squat properly or they couldn't do a very good grip uh, or the hip doesn't move well to do a nice deadlift. So I combine certain movements, the ones I like or the ones I test and I modify to improve the deadlift. And yeah, and bingo was worked very well. You know, and for me, it is we have to work a lot of with a lot of brain instead of work a lot of muscle. You know, so nervous system is always the first part of the body we have to work on. You now and after work on the muscle. So if your nervous system is sometimes let's say a locomotion and if you're doing some crawling, you, you probably don't have the good coordination happening between your hips and your arms. Now you probably your hips is too loose or one hand move too fast and the legs or legs move too fast and the hands and need to be correct. And if you correct that we can improve your squats. We can improve your stance on top of the surf. Yeah. That's one of the things I find here with, with the military is that, um, and, and it's changing that, especially in the Marines, is that a lot of the guys come down, they do a lot of strength work. So, you know, they, they put on a lot of muscle mass. They do all the Olympic lifts. You know, the majority of the guys, as you can imagine, they're really big guys. But the pro but the problem with us is where we kind of differ from, like say the U.S. Marine Corps, for instance. I'll just use them as an example. Is that a lot of our um, our concepts for the Marines is is all about endurance based, being endurance based, doing long distances with weight. Um, and then being able to get there quickly and then being able to fight. But what I do find is when I'm doing fitness tests, the guys that do load on all the weight and, you know, they might look aesthetically pleasing, let's call it. They've got all these big muscles everywhere. But actually they struggle more because they're more, their power to endurance ratio is completely off. And what we're trying to do now within the physical training branches and actually I had to go on it yesterday is uh one of the guys um went over to australia actually and uh have you ever heard of the sparta plate it's it's basically yeah it, it's basically like this square plate um that's hooked up to a computer system and uh and it tests three things it it tests um, it asks you to do a plyometric jump, six plyometric jumps. You then get into the press-up position on the plate. So it's testing your upper body stability now. And it just asks you to, to um, you know, tap one shoulder and hold it for, say, 30 seconds. Do that twice on each shoulder. And then um, there's a balance one as well. So you balance on each foot twice um, for 30 seconds with your, with your eyes closed. And what it does is it measures everything. And the whole idea of the Sparta plate is to, um, is to prevent injury. So what it then does is it gives you a score at the end. So for instance, when I did it yesterday, my, my mobility and flexibility was really high, 
but my power to um, strength ratio was completely off compared to it. So what it does is after you've done it, is it then pumps out a training program for you. And there were some of the exercises on there that I hadn't even seen before. And then, you know, it, and this is where it kind of sparked me a little bit. I saw a photo of you and Tom Carroll um, doing a, where you're putting your arm behind your back on all fours and you're lifting, lifting your shoulder up. So you're doing um, hip and shoulder rotation. And that was one of the exercises. And I thought, no way, this is just a coincidence. But it's a, but honestly, I was, I, when the guy was uh, talking about it, I thought it was a really cool tool because one, it, it gives you... Um, Where's the tool coming from? Australia uh, or they in Europe? I think it's an American-based company. Um, so okay. it, it's quite an expensive bit of kit. I think it would be Aussie, it'd be $100,000. But the actual plate and the um, physical hardware that comes with it is actually, um, it's quite, I think it's in comparison to the software, it's quite cheap. It's the software that's expensive. But the software is what um, is what measures um, what your deficiencies are. So for instance, if your posterior chain is off, it will give you exercises to increase your posterior chain. You know, if you've got potentially, I think we, um, the, uh, the guys called Les um, was explaining that in the Marines, we have an, uh, uh, an Olympic bobslayer and when he did it, his his power and strength ratio compared to his flexibility was so high that when they were over in America and they, and they asked him, "Have you had an injury before?" and he said, "Yeah, you know, my um, my ligaments and my knees were shot, and I've had to have operations on it." They were like, "That no shit," because your body can't cope with the amount of power and muscle strength that you have because his flexibility and his uh, and mobility wasn't there. I just thought it was really cool. I didn't know whether you'd, you'd looked into That's it. That's awesome. Well, it's usually, we call the mask control, no? So his body didn't have any control, so don't switch on. So a lot of my, and I, actually, it's good you talk about it. It's because that's when I did research many years. And I think for me, that's what a, the main one is a, uh, the model control. So majority of people doesn't have a model control. And that's what's the basic of my training to make athlete better. But sometimes a motor control is very slow exercise. And then I did a lot of research and testing before for my students and how I could make exercise a motor control, but loading the same time. Because as a motor control, you slow in the movement and try to activate more muscles you can. And to doing that, you need to switch in a lot of the nervous system. Okay, so to do that, I need to choose a set exercise for set people is very hard and on the skills and for brain to switch on and how I could slowing their movement and loading on top. So set exercise, let's say that's doing a little crawling, but I want you crawling for as slow as you can for two minutes and maybe put a 10 kilos plate on your back but you cannot drop your hip, you cannot drop the plates, you cannot drop your shoulder. So you need to keep your body really stable and stronger for the two minutes. Majority of people fail, okay? So, and then that was a big view 
why I should stick more with my training and doing all this mix and try to put in more time on the motor control, you know? Because um, when you talk about the nervous system, when we ask certain people, can you uh, squeeze your biceps? Just example, they cannot do it. No, they put it pow pow, but because the brain don't being connected there. Well, what's a biceps? Uh, oh yeah, it's my guts. Oh, that's a bicep. Oh, okay, but things like that is part of the awareness. No, so how much awareness you have in the body? As just lift weights and make your muscles bigger, you don't develop a um, volume. You don't develop a awareness. No, and you don't switch on the nervous system. That's kind of like sometimes. As a bodybuilding, you get a lot of muscles bigger, but you don't have that, a lot of quality over there. And majority of these guys, if you test and ask them, they all suffering for lower back pain. Majority. Lower back pain and neck pain. That's all. I could put my hand up to that. I've got back pain and, and neck pain at the moment. And I, 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 I'm quite guilty of being one of those people that tells people what to do, but actually doesn't do it myself. Um, I have, I, I have to force myself to, to do a little bit like I did this morning. You know, I got up at half six, um, I did about 20 minutes of mobility, lower back, a few, few little yoga poses, but also some, uh, some mobility stretching as well. But the problem that I have, and I think the majority of the population could say this as well, is their consistency in doing it. They don't do it every single day, even though it's only a small amount of time. Literally, I'm talking 20, let's say 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening before I go to bed with a bit of meditation. That, that's all you're asking. But that's like, oh, you know, my favorite TV shows, on. I've got to go watch that. It is. That's what you hear all the time, you know? And it's just like, people don't know what to do and probably like we're looking for these years last year we had a big change a lot of people start looking after the body better um this year will be probably even more because the virus is there and a lot of people scared to die or get sick and that's why they try to take it themselves on the next level now and like improving themselves what to do it but it's good you talk about that next week 11th of January, I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to give it to everyone the six weeks uh, body movement, mobility, and core activation on my Instagram live. So you're welcome to enjoy. So I'll be on my Instagram live every day, uh, every morning here in Australia and for six weeks. And then I hope a lot of, yeah, will be probably 10 o'clock in the night for you just before you came bed. So first one starts six o'clock in the morning in Australia, Brisbane time. So yeah, so 10 hours behind. So I will be cool. So six, I, no, you'd be around six o'clock in the hour, 10. No, you'd be around eight o'clock in the night. <laughs> Well, that's a big thing to me, actually. That's what helps me a lot in my biomechanic. You know? As a kid, I loved to do physics. I was not a kid, I loved sports, but I was impressed my brain with physics. I remember I had a tutorial teacher and then come to me, let me see your physics. And then she gave me some 
problem is to do and then I answer pretty quickly and then she looked to me, wow, I never seen someone answers the questions the physics too, so quickly. How did you do that? I would say, oh, it's everything in my brain. You, you just give me the equation I know already and I just do in my brain, stand right down the paper step by step. And I said, she's pushed me. Well, you should do university physics. You're going to do it well. We probably can do it to the Navy. I said, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> so that, that's how got me into physiology, body biomechanics. So, yeah, I like what numbers. You, what do you find the, um, the people that come through your door uh, are mostly, do, do you find that the surfers or jujitsu or... Do you think, is there a mixed bag of people? So, you know, let's call the normal everyday person that isn't into the things that we are. Um, do they come through your door more or do you get people that are just into surfing and jiu-jitsu? Um, I have a, a lot of variation people, you know, so like this example right now as athletes, um, I have a surfers, um, I have a junior golfer, I have a junior basketball, I have an Ironman person, and I actually have a new one now, it's from the army. So a young guy, he has a lot of lower back pain because there are a lot of lifts in the army and then he screw his back and then he wanted to do his, he would you like to go to the special force? So I've been helping him to get in that stage, just a high level. Um, but on the other hand, I have a lot of people, it's a big mix. A lot of people, majority of surfing, okay? Uh, majority of surfers, but a lot of people with uh, back problems, nerve problems, um, shoulder problems, they come to see me. Sometimes they're going physios and then osteos, they don't get it in, they don't solve and they come to me. And then I try to use all the holistic approach I know and into to solve their problems yeah. let's talk a little bit about uh, meditation because it's something that um i i try and do but it's also i find it the most difficult to concentrate on and the reason why i say that is you know my sort of my sort of background behind it is that it's all it's all pink and fluffy let's call it that you know you know, doing yoga and uh, and doing uh, and meditating for me, I'm being told that as a younger guy, you know, I joined the military when I was 18. Oh, that's pink and fluffy, you know, you don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> but but now I, Please, was... I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. Not only military, I think it was everywhere, yeah. So, so now, now it's only the last, it? yeah, it's the last sort of like five years, I would say, that I've and this this comes in with you know um doing mobility and yoga and more proprioception work as well um ha being able to try and concentrate on doing that especially having the experiences that i've had you know 10 15 years ago you know in, in a wartime situation i find i try and meditate more now because it does actually calm your mind down um, you know, what, what is your approach to meditation and, and, and mental health? Well, it's a free drug. Okay. It's a meditation. Okay. It's, as you say, it's coming down. 
now is a mental health uh, helps a lot. So they have a lot of research behind America and different universities. They talk about how the brain changes with a lot of uh, breathing meditation. You know? And then I change a lot. You know? So always I did meditation for my whole life, but the last six years I've been six now. Oh, probably in the last 10 years, I've been every day. Every day can be between five, 10 minutes to maximum 30 minutes. I do every day. So I get up early, get up before the kids, a bit, get up before anyone. If I'm going to surf, I try to get at least 10 minutes and going to. Things like that, we just see the the results and the long-term practice is the same as anything, you know? And if you see it, sometimes you have too many thoughts coming, knocked in your brain all the time, you know, as abuse, as clients, as the business, as the marketing, as a friend, and it's too many things, you know? That, that's what people are these days, how everyone it is. And that's why you lose the control of yourself you know and meditation helps a lot you know it is hard in the beginning yeah it is hard in the beginning but it needs you self-commitment to do it you know, start simple five minutes one thing helped me a lot and big one is the breathing work you know if you breath well you're gonna breathe well okay so any kind of breath exercise you start to do when you do your meditation, you can calm down your mind. Yeah. So it helps because instead your brains be on the thoughts all the time, you're going to try to concentrate how you're going to inhale through the nose or exhale to the nose or inhale to the nose, exhale to the mouth. It depends which technique you choose, even just single nostril, and that will help you because you really have to concentrate to do that breathing. Yeah. So I, got, I, 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 I kind of found meditating through Tom Carroll. Um, yeah. So on the first lockdown back at the beginning of the back of the beginning of this year, um, you know, he when he does his morning um, sessions um, is the evening for me. So it's round about like um, half past eight in the evening, nine o'clock which is ideal because, you know, that's when my family, you know, my missus has gone to bed and, and my kids and I can sit there and I can find a bit of quiet time. And I found what he was doing really, really helped. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to him. And I, and I managed to in the end, which was, which was super cool because, you know, he's one of my idols when I was growing up, you know, posters on the wall and all that sort of thing, along with a lot of other people too. But, I found that the way that he was doing his meditation was so simple. I was like, this can't be it. Like this can't, it can't be this easy. And now I just, that's what I do all the time. I sit there, like you're saying, between five minutes or I actually do it through counting my breath. So I do a hundred breaths, which works out about between six and eight minutes, sometimes depending on, you know, how worked up I am or something. That sounds a little bit weird, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, that, that, That's good, but you found yourself. 
yeah. you know, you find a way to concentrate and do it, you know? So, and then that's the big thing. You no, know, it's just don't get it lost in the mind. You count the breath. At least you focus on the breath, you know? And let's say you forget all the thoughts. You don't let the thoughts knock on your door because you are focusing on one thing, you know? So it's it's so important that part. And then yeah, it's it's like if you take the challenge what he's giving out to everyone for a whole month of January, five minutes, ten minutes is just it's a big change for yourself. Yeah. And sometimes for some people it's yes. It's what we were talking about before though, isn't it? You know, having that 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening to do a bit of mobility and stretching and, and also having some time to, you know, think and breathe to yourself through meditation is is nothing compared to what, you know, the rest of the day holds. You, you, you're talking less than an hour to do any of that, aren't you really? It is, it's not much. It's not much at all. And then it's for free. People sometimes don't doing things because it's expensive or have to pay. But in the end of the day, it's for free. It's a lot of people don't do it because think it is a religion. You know, and that's probably me Tom spoke today. We spoke about it. It's just like some people oh, it was another way, another one we had a chat about. It's not religion, no, it's just try to put yourself calm down. No? Some some people love it. For who are very religious, they love to like uh, pray, and probably that's the quiet time for them. And because they pray and they just focus when they pray, they they give you a good free time for the mind. You no, know? they stop to thinking too many thoughts. You no, know? and and that's keep them very calm. You no. Know? Yeah, no, I think having and people being um, exposed to meditation is going to help um, a great deal more people, I think. Um, but, you know, they just need to get over what I guess I had to get over was, you know, this idea that the pink and fluffiness of everything. <laughs> it's, it's actually Hippie. helping. Yeah, yeah. It's a hip thing, it's a mobility. Yeah, so it, it's all these things. It's like, uh, I think, uh, have you heard about Joey Spencer? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. So, have, yeah, looking for him. He's a chiropractor. He's one of the big guys sharing meditation around the world. And then he's uh, sharing how he could heal his own spine after a car accident with his meditation. With positive thoughts, you know, that was the big one. So yeah, have a look, have a look. He has a really good workshops. I don't know how they're going. He has a lot of things online. Yeah, and then he's he, he's sharing a lot of knowledge for that to improvement and the thoughts and everything. It's really good. He's one one of the big ones. But as you say, it's a fluffy pink thing. <laughs> And how the society could get it into that and they had to change, you know, and how someone could like share in a different way. So right now, like we have Tom Karen who's sharing, um, it's for, let's say, 
in a different way. You know, he's a legend, um, two times world title. Um, he probably had a really hard time on his career as well to make him get into um, the meditation part, you know, because, you know, these guys on the time, when we talk, even we spoke about Kelly, even Tom, they, everything was wild that time, you know, a lot of party, you know, a lot of, like, everything, these guys to make $1 million like that pretty quickly, and then they have everything for free, and how much party they had, and you can get lost, you know like Sonny Garcia or all the other guys. So okay. for him to make him stable, like Tom, Tom will be 60 years old this year, you know? And um, yeah, pretty much meditation saved him and helped him a lot. He's in pretty good physical nick as well, isn't he? It is, yeah, he is. He's in a good shape. He's always he been a bit shape. of a specimen. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, he's loving his training, you know? so I think he's once a week he's doing swimming or twice a week, and same with his brother. Now his brother is a big surf coach and developed a lot of athletes through swimming. And I think another two days a week he's doing some weights, and rest of the week he's doing some yoga, some movement, and yeah, surfing every day. But just to finish off, I've got a, a little bit of a quick fire round. It's surfing orientated. So we'll do a jiu-jitsu one next time. Um, so five questions. Uh, the first one is, if you had one fin set up, surfboard set up uh, for the rest of your life, would it be a single fin, twin fin, thruster, quad, or bonza? Twin fin. Twin fin. The, uh, your favorite surfer and why? Like, I really love to watch, like, the old generation, like, Tom and um, Kelly and Taylor Knox. So, Taylor is really good style. He has a really good flow. Uh, yeah, I love that. And because I've been using a lot of twin fans, so I've been watching a lot of Ash, Ash Pace. So, I love his style. Pretty cool style. The young generation, well, there's too many. Uh, the young ones and the good styles. Uh, Mike February is a free surfer. He's really, really good. Yeah. Um, Griffin Colapinto, he's just been really good. I work with him a lot since he was 16. And then last year and this year, he surfed. He went next level. I love to see, watch his lines, you know. The, the last surfing film you watched? Well, the, the new one from Jody Smith. I just watched three days ago. Yeah, the, the one he did in, in South Africa on the lockdown. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I reckon. Yeah, he's on um, Red Bull TV. Yeah, so in it's an app. I don't know if you have, but if you have Apple TV, so you can watch on Red... Yeah, no, if you jump on the website, go to Red Bull TV, you can watch, I think it's a 45-minute movie, um, him and Mike February, and they're going pretty cool spots. Uh, so I, I like this type of movies where we can watch any kind, like um, 
place is very like free surfing orientated and it's pretty cool so it's pretty nice i recommend for everyone yeah they've both got really good styles as well yeah and then look the the movie in south africa is just, the place they went there's just so many wives around there and um, it was good to see the culture is a little bit his, history behind um, and that's kind of movies alike yeah uh, okay last question then what would be your dream surf trip I have few. <laughs> I have few. I have few. Um, dream. I went to Maldives. Really loved that spot. Um, two big ones probably be spend a month to three months in Maitawis or in Maldives. You know, I really love both places. They both place they have a uh, unique energy and um, beautiful waves and yeah next time i love to spend like at least a month because that's when you see your surfing progress and and enjoy the place as well you know so that's probably my my dreaming trip just spend a month in an island you know and just relax surfing um still sharing still training uh, because I do find it hard, but yeah, that's probably be my dream. So Maldives, Maitawis, and some some places would be very. These two places they they're really nice. No, but I love to go to Marrakos as well. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Maitawis and Maldives. So Maldives starts to get very like a lot of resorts around. It's not very. It's very tropical. It's a beautiful. Have you been there? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, well, I actually did my honeymoon in the Maldives. I got married in Sri Lanka, and then we went to the Maldives. And then about five or six years ago, we did a, a boat trip for two weeks, uh, just you know, uh, driving around the atolls looking for waves. And yeah, it, it was amazing. Yeah, so that that's a, I like to spend more time around there. So the last time being there was for two weeks. And uh, this time I want to spend a nice decent month, and yeah, and see that because you feel like you no, know, the, the surfing progressed, and and you enjoy a bit more, no. So yeah, my dream trip would be spend minimum a month in any kind of island. Rodrigo, thank you very much for talking to me on the podcast, and I uh, I, I hope we can speak again soon, and you'll come back on for us. And that's it. If you like the podcast, please like, share, follow and subscribe on your podcast provider. Also leave me a comment and a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.